The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrew K Show. It is Friday Fun Day. I cannot even begin to tell y'all how happy I am that it is Friday. I this week is done. It is D O N E. It is overcooked for me. I like my meat medium rare, and this I, we're at the point of jerky. We got beef jerky going on. I need this week to be over. But at least I can laugh about it, right? But that's because. I can always laugh and enjoy myself when I'm here with you guys, 6 to 7 p.m. every day, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy. Usually joining me to share a laugh every uh, night this uh, every night of the week is my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks, but he's decided to go down and try to find some laughs at Comic-Con. But that's okay, because I got my buddy DJ Radish here with me. He was the DJ in that song that saved that woman's life. Twitter follows him. He is the most interesting DJ in the world. He is DJ Radish. <laughs> that is the most excellent intro, my friend. Congrats. has something. To, he's got to do some work when he comes back. He does. I mean, he's got big feet to fill, uh, big shoes to fill, especially since that was so perfect because guess what starts Sunday? Shark Week. Oh, yeah. The best week on TV. I love, love, love me some Shark Week. I'm hoping that they are playing Sharknado over and over again. I became, became fascinated with sharks. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch, I don't know if you guys remember, Jacques Cousteau, and he used to have this couple, Rod and Valerie Taylor, that were on, and they would do all these different, you know, under, you know, water diving with sharks and stuff. So I love Shark Week. I love you all. Thank you, DJ Radish, for making me laugh starting at the gate with, with some laughs. I appreciate that. Uh, 888-344-1170, if you would like to call in the show. Are you excited about Shark Week? Are you glad to have this week behind you like I am? Tell me what's on your mind. What's going on with you guys? Follow me on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, broadcasting, streaming live right now. Uh, that's where the real genius is on the show. So uh, somebody, in fact, somebody said, do we ever get to see the DJs? Well, I don't know. Maybe DJ Radish. You hear DJ Radish all the time. He does a lot of voice work here at the station. So you know his voice. Uh, we'll see if I can get him to come around maybe on the break and stick his face in front of the camera so you guys can uh, see what he looks like. Uh, speaking of emerging identities, um, remember how we've all been speculating for a while as to what the insurance policy is that was in the text? We all know that the text meant what they say they meant, right? I mean, Peter Strzok did his best trying to be a magician, trying to convince us, trying to do his Vince sham wow salesman impersonation he was trying to sell it he was trying to sell that sham wowie that the text really didn't mean what they meant but lisa page went behind the scenes uh of congress and said yeah they meant that uh but what we do, what we don't know is specifics in terms of at least not until now maybe what they meant in terms of the insurance policy so it seems as though some people are now saying that we know what the insurance policy is, and the insurance policy actually is in the form of a person. 
We there has been a lot of different um, backgrounds that have been shared about Peter about Peter Strzok, who his dad was. He was raised in Iran, and that, you know I've I've seen a lot of different things about his background. Um, but what I find more interesting than Peter Strzok's background in terms of his childhood and who his dad was is to is who his wife is. Did you guys know? That Melissa Hodgman, and I love the fact that in order to bury who she was in her, in her real identity, she's using Hodgman. Her maiden name is her last name, not Strzok. Melissa Hodgman is the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, director, and she was she was put in charge of the Clinton Foundation investigation three weeks before the last presidential election. And she has been blocking the investigation ever since. She is the Associate Director of the Enforcement Division of the Securities and Exchange Commission. This is according to BrassBalls.org. She heads their international division. She reviews the evidence and determines what international securities, fraud, and other financial cases cases will be prosecuted by the Justice Department and investigated by the FBI. If she does nothing, then investigations like the Clinton Foundation go nowhere, and that's kind of what's happened, right? Uh, She was appointed to her current position Two days after her husband and others found out, remember when the New York office found the 650, actually it was more than 700,000 emails on the Wiener laptop and they tried to bury it. And then an agent in New York said, oh no, you're not going to bury it. Well, because the emails were, they basically covered the entire tenure of Hillary Clinton as secretary of state. Um, So what uh, this article goes on to explain, what effect would it have had on Hillary Clinton's campaign for president? Well, you know, she was put in charge. Mrs. Strzok was put in charge uh, to prevent anything from happening with Hillary Clinton, either going uh, in, in terms of becoming president or after she became president. Um, her husband, as we know, was put in charge of the FBI's probe of the Clinton Foundation. So now he's basically got a, a check in place working for him because spouses, as this article explains, have no duty to testify against each other in most court jurisdictions. So the tag team can keep having meetings, calls, reports, and basically tag team on each other and help continue the cover-up. This is is making is helping to me to understand uh, how deep the deep state is and the layers. This entire thing going on with the Mueller investigation, it's all about a cover-up for Hillary Clinton. Every last bit of it, on top of the fact that we see that Tony Podesta got an immunity deal to rat out Paul Manafort. Well, of course, how convenient to give Tony Podesta an immunity deal to rat out Manafort when Manafort did the same thing that Podesta did. And so by giving Podesta immunity, it continues to cover up the crimes by Hillary Clinton. What was Tony Podesta involved in? This is according to Judicial Watch, who obtained emails showing the Podesta's group work for pro-Russia Ukrainian political party. All this hysteria going on all this week, including President Trump's nominees, Christopher Wray, at this national security summit, talking about Mueller. I know Mueller's a great guy. I have so much respect for him. It's a This is a professional, well-done investigation. It needs to continue. Really, Christopher Wray? With what I just described to you about Peter Strzok's wife, how is it? That Peter Strzok's wife is still, after everything that we know with the bias going on there with him, including Lisa Page acknowledging that the text between them meant what they said that they meant, 
in terms of we'll stop him, in terms of the fact that they knew in March of 2017 that there was, quote, no there there, Peter Strzok still has a job, as well as the fact that his wife is still in charge of the Clinton Foundation. They're uh, bedfellows, pillow talk and all that going on. And now we find and now we've got this going on. We've got Tony Podesta being given immunity. According to Judicial Watch, uh, the documents are from the U.S. Uh, Department of State, and they show that the Podesta group was working on behalf of pro-Russian Ukrainian political group Party of Regions. And it also goes on to, this is a rather lengthy article um, here from the, uh, Judicial Watch. It, it, it also goes into a long list of, <clears throat> they filed a request for, in, uh, under the FOIA Freedom of Information Act, they filed a lawsuit. So of course, a long list of information and records that have failed to be produced. But they've gotten enough. They've gotten enough, including an email that was from the now uh, email from March 2013 from now Deputy Executive Secretary of the Office of uh, the Secretary of State. It shows the Podesta group, group. And Tony Podesta, who just got immunity, was a Clinton bundler and brother of John Podesta. And in the email... From March 2013, it goes on to describe how this entire group, all of them are working together to, quote, broaden the PORs, the Party of Regions, a pro-Kremlin political party in the Ukraine, how they were working to broaden, and I'm quoting here, their contacts on the Hill, setting up meetings with various people, including they wanted Ed Royce uh, to get involved. So it's very complicated, but the bottom line is this. Like Paul Manafort, the Podesta Group had had to retroactively file Foreign Agent Registration Act disclosures with the Justice Department. So basically, the Podesta Group, they were the ones that were working on behalf of Russia. They were the ones trying to put pressure on people on the Hill in order to get to influence our Congress to help this group. This was involving the Clinton uh, Foundation, Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. The Podesta, Tony Podesta himself committed the same acts that supposedly have Manafort under, had Manafort under investigation, but Podesta's getting immunity for it. And we got Christopher Wray talking about uh, Mueller being a great guy and there's, uh, this investigation is professional and on the up and up. We had Rod Rosenstein getting a standing ovation. Meanwhile, Judicial Watch, who put out this article today, had a deadline of today. They were supposed to receive from the FBI today based upon their Freedom of Information Act and their lawsuit, they were supposed to receive all of the FISA warrants. Because just as Lisa Page confirmed that the text messages in March of 2017, when they said, we need to pull the trigger on this, this investigation we've been waiting on now that Andy is acting director, in addition to that, they were talking about how there was no there there. Now, you also got to remember that Peter Strzok before Congress said that Rosenstein, I I can't even remember now, was it Peter Strzok or was it Rosenstein who said before Congress, I think it was Peter Strzok, that he saw something that was so horrific in the summer of 2016 that involved Trump and Russia that he just had, he, he was so appalled by it that that's why he was tweeting. Meanwhile, there's been no evidence. And on top of it, he follows up in March of 2017 saying there was no there there. That's one reason why they don't want to, these same people that are supposedly Christopher Ray and Rosenstein at this National Security Summit so acting so concerned over Russia interfering 
And our elections are really the ones that were attempting to interfere in our election and going so far as to obstruct justice. They're saying that we need to know exactly what went on behind the scenes with Trump and Putin in this meeting. Well, we need to know exactly what went on with our U.S. government. They failed to deliver to Judicial Watch today the FISA warrants, one of which the extension of which Rod Rosenstein signed. We know, according to Lisa Page, that there was no there there. We know, according to Andy McCabe, that the dossier was the main means for which they sought a FISA warrant. We know that that dossier was paid for by Hillary Clinton. So basically, Hillary Clinton purchased a warrant to spy on President Trump. We know that the Clinton Foundation was involved in a pay-for-play scheme and involving Hillary Clinton and the Secretary of State. We know that Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act. We know that every, all the parties involved knew that she committed crimes with their emails, and they attempted to cover it up. And we now know that it involves Peter Strzok's wife. What we don't know is why this is being allowed to continue with many of the people involved being President Trump appointees. And that includes Jeff Sessions. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to pick up this story on the other side of the break. I'm curious to hear from you, your thoughts on all this. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. You're a successful sales pro. You're making good money. So what's missing? Well, we may have the answer. Salem Media is the largest Christian and conservative media company in America. And right now, our award-winning digital, mobile, and broadcast sales marketing team has a rare opportunity for the right person. We're looking for a digital and broadcast sales consultant, an experienced, uncompromising self-starter who understands selling and advertising strategies for digital and broadcast. You'll work with existing clients and develop new business with retailers and ad agencies. The position requires computer literacy, excellent verbal and written communication, a winning attitude, and a desire to achieve a high level of success in a fun and upbeat environment for a company voted as one of the best and brightest to work for in the past three years. If this sounds like the right career move for you, log on to SalemMediaGroup.com. Click on Careers, then choose the San Diego location. SalemMediaGroup.com, Careers, San Diego. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. 
Liberty Tobacco is San Diego's oldest independent tobacco dealer with something new always going on. Cigar smokers, on your next trip to Liberty Tobacco, be sure to check out Liberty's featured cigar for the month of July, the New House Cigar. And it's called just that, Liberty. Launched on July 4th for a super special offering on this fine Honduran smoke, available in both natural and Maduro. During the month of July, Charlie and the boys are offering an extra 10% off on a bundle of Liberty cigars. That's a full 20% off. Now for an added bonus with every bundle, they'll throw in the very popular over-the-line cigar t-shirt. Not only will you be smoking a great stick, but you'll also be the envy of every guy in the block when you're strutting around in your new summer tea from Liberty Tobacco. On Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center or visit LibertyTobacco.com. The best pipes, the best cigars, the best tobacco, terrific people. They're open seven days a week. Liberty Tobacco. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. AM 1170. The Answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. It is Friday here. I'm in such a good mood. 888-344-1170. Curious what you guys are going to do for fun uh, this weekend. We got Comic-Con in town, and it ain't all uh, fun and games at Comic-Con. Uh, there's a big story going around about uh, a Hollywood bigwig. Uh, DJ Reddish, did you ever see the movie Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, yes, I did. Did you? I saw about 10 minutes of it, and I thought I was just, I, it was so painful to me. And I love Chris Pratt. I thought he was darling. I thought his little dance scene and the opening thing was was really cute. Uh-huh. And then after that, it just went so downhill so quickly for me, I wanted to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen to put me out of my misery. I'm not a sci-fi person. I've never seen a Star Wars movie, so it's just not my genre. I gave it a try because of Chris Pratt. Evidently, that movie made like $900 million or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely huge. I didn't even know there was a second one. I guess that came out last year. Um, There was a a, a director of it named James Gunn who announced on Twitter that he was going to be directing the third one before the franchise owners actually said that he was going to be directing a third. And before they even had an opportunity to correct that record, they ended up canning him, um, but for it was for another reason. He was actually supposed to be here tonight for in San Diego for, a, a, I, I guess they do a lot of panels. I have never been to Comic-Con, but it was Sony Pictures' uh, panel, and it was supposed to be at 6.15, like right now. So even after he was uh, canned, he was supposed to show up for this, but he said he's not. Why was this man removed as director of Guardians of the Galaxy? Why was he fired? Well, it's because some old tweets of his surfaced. And we're not just talking some old tweets 
of, you know, maybe dropping the F-bomb or just something like, an, you know, a, a, a bad joke that you wouldn't tell or really shouldn't tell in mixed company when there's a lady present, ladies present. No, what this man did was he twoed, uh, tweeted out jokes involving child molestation and pedophilia. Even among the left, they're supposed to know in comedy that there are some areas of, of, of things that you, you just don't make fun of. Here's a couple of his tweets. I can't even read all of them. One was, um, I like when little boys touch me in my silly place. Wow. Uh, Another one is, the best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped and it's like, woo, this feels great not being raped. There were others that uh, were involved, quote, satirical comments about 9-11 attack, AIDS, and the Holocaust. Uh, you know, I mean, I think, you know, in, in this day and age in America, you can clearly probably make jokes about 9-11 and not get canned. But even Disney, as bad as they are, even Disney will dump you, apparently, when you're tweeting out another tweet described a monkey uh, pleasuring himself, I'll say, on a young child. And his commentary that uh, went with it said it made him extremely happy. There is no way but to assume that this man has fetishes of young children. My question for Disney would be, in corporate America, in colleges, they scour your social media page before they even bring you in for an interview to go to the college and pay $40,000 a year. That's to go and give somebody tuition. The, the colleges and universities are scouring teenagers' social media to decide whether or not. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders is going through the social media sites whether, to decide whether or not a girl should be able to tease her hair and push out some pom-poms on the field. But we've got these major motion pictures putting out movies that are that are directed towards kids or even not. Forget the, the target audience. But if the, in this day and age, if we've got corporate America, we've got school boards and everybody else scouring for social media. Doesn't it make sense that the movies industry should be doing the same? Well, maybe they're going to. Although, actually, that's not what happened here. What ended up happening, as this article from uh, Headline Holly, Deadline Hollywood goes on, uh, th- th- this article doesn't go on to talk about how horrific this is. Oh, no, this article goes on, because this is typical Hollywood, to make him out to be the victim. To say that the only reason why these tweets emerged was some kind of ganging up by Fox News and One America News and Ben Shapiro. I guess evidently Ben Shapiro um, was, there was some actor, some liberal actor named uh, Mark Duplass who, you know, came under fire on Twitter uh, for saying that he, he thought people should give Shapiro a chance in the name of hearing both sides of the aisle. So Ben Shapiro came to his defense and, uh, you know, I, I don't even understand how they're somehow saying that um, uh, Ben Sh- that they're trying to connect the dots somehow between Ben Shapiro defending this actor and this, quote, takedown of this director from Hollywood. That's the links that they will go to to justify this. Just last week, I, I think it was last week, I talked about the, the latest movement on the part of the left to, to um, not only mitigate, but to normalize pedophilia. And there was, there was a new term that they're trying to put forth called minors attracted people. 
MADS, or MAPS, Minor Attracted Persons, and they're trying to to specifically tie, tie into the LBGT community in the month of Pride. And they're saying that within MAPS, there's all these different types of people that are attracted to pedophiles. And they even go on to say that, you know, it, that their goal is, is to not only normalize it, legitimize it as a sexual orientation and actually decriminalize it because they go on to say that not everybody who's attracted to children it's a sexual orientation you can't once you've got this sexual orientation you're born with it and you can't do anything about it you are who you are and the good news is is that not everybody who has this uh, uh, sexual orientation according to the left uh, acts on it well, sure enough, what does this guy James Gunn tweet out? For the record, he says, when I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I know that's a weird statement to make, and it seems obvious, but still, here I am saying it. See, that's it. The left, the left is, again, trying to normalize this. This entire four-page article starts out with laying out how absolutely disgusting that this man's tweets are, and that he's obviously got a, a, a fetish for sex with children, and then they end up turning it around with him as a victim and an attempt to normalize what he did. This is the left. This is the same people that have been crying for weeks now. Well, they cried for about a week over children at the border uh, until um, then some. Then it be, became about Helsinki, and now suddenly it's about Cohen tonight and that tape. So, you know, sorry, children. Um, you know, they, they never really cared about you in the first place. Speaking of Cohen, yes, there was a tape. Of, of him speaking to Donald Trump. Uh, it's a bunch of nothing uh, in, in terms of the fact that I, I don't, I, I've yet to see, obviously we don't know what the contents of the tape are, but what we do know is that when America elected Donald Trump, that they elected him knowing that he was not a man who had, who had a fidelity in his background. The Stormy Daniels story went no, nowhere. So that's why, interestingly enough, for the anti-Trump crowd, what ended up happening with this story is that now it's become a story about the fact that his attorney, and we all have an expectation when we hire an attorney, don't we? We have an expectation that when we hire an attorney, we've got attorney-client privilege. We've got privacy. So now the story is about, hey, wait a second. This guy is, is, is what is he working for, Mueller? Was he working for Mueller back in 2016? Was he a part? Was he a part of that? Was he working with Strzok and Page and McCabe? Because it seems like he was doing some of his own surveillance and setting up President Trump for the future. A little bit later in the show, I've got my buddy Wendy Patrick, who's going to be here, is going to answer the question of whether or not, you know, what, what does this mean for Cohen? I don't think Cohen cares about whether or not he's being disbarred, but you know, this is that's really what the story is about for me. You know, God bless President Trump because it, it literally. Every aspect of his life, they are attempting to literally destroy him. And the more success he has as a president, the more he does for us in terms of the economy, in terms of our national security, the more they aim to destroy him. And you can see what they're, how unhinged, absolutely unhinged they are on the part of the left. You know, there's been a lot of talk in the past few days about whether or not the long game on the part of the left is really about to try to, you know, while they're everything that they accuse the Republicans and the conservatives of is what they're doing. And right now they're accusing Trump of trying to work with with Trump and they have been uh, accusing Trump of trying to work with Russia to interfere in our elections when it's really been them attempting to interfere in our elections in a variety of different ways. Um, But the long game is really about them eventually trying to make sure, and and Rush was talking about this the other day, what's standing in the way for them and their successes elections going forward, they've actually been 
plotting, I think, and trying to work a long game around how they can stop elections going forward back when Bush v. Gore happened. I think that's when they really started thinking, you know what, we got to do something about this because we can't leave this up to the American people. And I think that that's really part of what this whole thing is going on with the deep state. And I think that it's always a stepping stone. It's always incremental. And Peter Strzok and all of them, you know, they are, they when they talk about us smelly, hillbilly Trump supporters, the contempt they have for us is real. The contempt they have for this country is real. Their desire to transform it and to take it over from within is real. They're really the enemies of the state. We're going to take a break. I'm running past. We come back. We're going we're gonna to switch gears. We're going to talk a little pop culture. You guys know what a baby is? Do you know what a baby is? DJ Radish? No. Well, you're going to stay tuned and don't be such a baby about it. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Oh, we're going to talk the NFL, too. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. How much are you paying for ongoing pest extermination treatments? No doubt too much. If you could save hundreds, maybe even thousands in chemical pest treatments, you would, right? Plug-in Pest Free is a long-term, cost-effective, and maintenance-free answer to ridding your home or business of rats, mice, and cockroaches. Plug-in Pest Free has no chemicals, no smell, no fumes, makes no mess. Don't just treat those pests you can see with toxic chemicals. Get rid of those you can't see from behind your walls and deep inside your cupboards. This is an amazing product. Plug-in Pest Free has been scientifically tested and consumer proven since 1995 to be effective against rats, mice, and cockroaches. Plug-in Pest Free today. Start driving those pests out of your home or business forever. Use the promo code MIKE20 and you'll get 20% off your order and free shipping. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. What are you waiting for? Get yours today. GoPestFree.com. That's GoPestFree.com. Promo code MIKE20 at GoPestFree.com. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial 
recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. United American Mortgage, NMLS number 1942. Subject to credit approval. Some restrictions apply. Don't overpay for your VA loan. Here's veteran Sonia Hadley honoring your well-deserved benefit. Carl from La Mesa needed cash to pay off his second mortgage to do some repairs around the house. He went to the community bank to use his VA loan. I was able to cut his costs in half and get a lower rate that will save him thousands over the life of his loan. Jim and Vernie are first-time homebuyers with young boys. They needed a little more personal attention than they were getting from the credit union. I got them same-day pre-approval so they could start shopping that weekend, confident that they could compete with cash offers. If you don't call Sonia, you're paying too much for your VA loan. Don't get too deep in process with another lender without a second opinion from Sonia. She even comes to you. Call me at 833-MY-VA-LOAN before rates go up. 833-MY-VA-LOAN. That's 833-MY-VA-LOAN. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170 if you want to call in. In the uh, what a shock department, or as the French, French would say, what a shock, there's a Gallup poll out that says that Americans, uh, fewer Americans view Mexico as an ally or a friend of the United States. In fact, I guess the, I guess the percentage of Americans who view Mexico as an ally is the lowest it's been in 20 years. Wow, what a shock. Who would have thought? Since Mexico is doing what President Trump said and sending their worst of the worst across our border, saying that it's a human right for them to come here and invade us, yeah, kind of not exactly um, a bud or an ally. Um, uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, the attempts of the left to normalize pedophilia. I mean, it's they're trying to normalize everything that's not normal. Here's the latest. Uh, we talk a lot about gender stuff and the push uh, to twist uh, uh, children and the indoctrination of children. It's something Bob Walters and I talk about a lot in our education segments. Bob's going to be back on Monday, by the way, uh, to continue that conversation, uh, as we always do. Um, one of the things that Bob and I talk about is how they're trying to indoctrinate kids into transgenderism. And the curriculum here in California is quite disturbing in that attempt to do so. And they've actually even got camps and farms that they're putting kids in as young as five and they're actually even putting kids on hormone blockers at five and six in this country. Uh, now they're actually going down to, if that's not bad enough, they're actually going to be taking it down to newborns. Do you guys know what a baby is? A baby is the latest trend. There's actually a Facebook community for this, for these parents. There's about 220 members, accordingly, in Facebook. Hey, movement's got to start somewhere, right? Uh, these babies are children being brought up without gender des- designation from birth. You know what? God already des- designated them by gender when they were in the womb. Okay. That's kind of how science works. But they, uh, this article talks about this one particular family, Nate and Julia Sharp, who has uh, two kids, Zyler and Caden. And um, they dress them up and they, they dress them up and everything rainbow, apparently, according to this news 
article and they said the parents say for us it means raising our kids with gender neutral program pronouns so they them there rather than assigning he she him or her for birth based on their anatomy it's based on their gender they're born a certain way this is uh, this is child abuse why would you do this so then what happens they call them they so then what happens if the when it comes to playtime what do they do with toys? What do they do when the girl wants to play with a doll? Are they going to try to for at some point people are who they are? For example, when I was a kid, I've talked about the fact that I thought a mistake was made and that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And basically my parents, what my parents did with me, they treated me as a girl. Because you know what? I was born as a girl. But if I didn't want to play with a doll, they didn't make me play with dolls. But they 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 let nature take its course. I was a girl, and sure enough, as I got older, my interest, everything about me was feminine because I'm a girl. If the people actually care, my point is this, if these parents actually care about the child being who they are versus what they're assigned to be, they will not intervene. It's the intervention of this crap that actually causes problems for children. Let them be who they are. Why do you have to try to force this notion of transgender on them? Because I'm, I'm telling you right now, I know from my own personal experience, and all you parents out there know as well, you know, I've got nieces, I don't have any children of my own, but I know what my own childhood experience was. And I also know, know all my nieces and nephews. And, you know, you can call a little girl a they all day long, but if she wants to play with dolls, you're not going to stop her from being a her. And we need, to, we need to push back against this kind of craziness that's being perpetrated on children in this country. Anyway, I'm curious what you guys think about it. This is, this is ridiculous. We actually had in California, though, they've actually already passed the, the law that you can add a, another gender onto a birth certificate and you can also add something to your driver's license. You know, to me, when you get to be an adult, you want to whack something off, you want to shove something in and call, you something else, call yourself something else, that's fine. You can, call, you can be Charles and call yourself Judy all day long. But we got to stop doing this to children because this is wrong. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to uh, Wendy Patrick because I've got some questions for her on uh, what's going down with this Cohen thing and the legal aspects and whether or not there actually is any jeopardy for, for President Trump on that, as well as the immunity deal that was given to Podesta. And then we've got Hero of the Week and Steak of the Week. So don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Unfortunately, your next fill up at the pump won't be half price. Your next night out won't be half price either. Here you go. I'll take that whenever you're ready. No rush. And your next trip to the grocery store, well, we know how that's going to go. 
But here's the good news. A quality private education can be had for your child at half price. AM 1170 The Answer proudly presents our private school half-off tuitions. Take your pick from quality schools, including City Tree Christian School, Christian Unified Schools of San Diego, Heartland Christian Homeschool Center, Jump Preschool and Kindergarten, South Bay Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School, Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, Vista Christian School, and John Paul the Great Catholic University. New schools are being added all the time. Check out the complete list now at am1170theanswer.com. But hurry, before the school you had your eye on sells out. Then call the half-off tuition hotline at 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. That's 844-800-5757. Dennis Prager here. Summer is upon us, and many of you are looking to buy or refinance a home. I'm here with a man I have great respect for, Andy Steik of Purpose Funding. Andy, what's going on in the local housing market? So the interest rates are going up. It's no big secret. We're still finding that we're saving people a lot of money by consolidating debt, paying off student loans, paying off high-interest credit cards. We had one person save 950 another 1100 and one client saved over $1,600 a month. So at Purpose Funding, you help people by saving them money? Yeah, that's really our whole purpose. We want to put ourselves in your situation, tell you exactly what we would do if it was us. So AM 1170 listeners, call Purpose Funding now to purchase a new home or refinance. 855-600-7633, 855-600-7633. Seventy-six thirty-three. Purpose funding. Eight five five six hundred seventy-six thirty-three. Gary number zero one eight six four one zero four. MLS number two seven three two nine nine. On May 18th, Mike Lindell and MyPillow set a world record for the largest pillow fight in history. Thousands of people participated at the Pulse event in Minnesota. The event was dedicated to giving hope to those who have been hurting or those who lost hope. Mike Lindell used his story of being a drug addict, finding his way, and becoming a successful businessman to encourage others to redirect their lives, bring Christian values to it. He's a great, great guy. To see the world's biggest pillow fight, just go to MyPillow.com slash world record special. It's really, really cool. The event was a big success. Mike wants everybody to share in the excitement. For a limited time, MyPillow is offering the standard MyPillow for the lowest price ever. You'll be blown away by how low this price is. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code MikeG, MyPillow.com, promo code MikeG, or call 800-928-6034, 800-928-6034. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code MikeG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Rolling into the final segment here for this Friday. I'm ready to stick a fork in this week. I told you about that. Joining me now is Wendy Patrick, legal analyst, here to talk about this Cohen tape. Hi, Wendy. Welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you. All right, so um, it's interesting how this story evolved, Wendy, because it started out this morning as, <clears throat> oh my gosh, oh, there's a tape that's come out where you can hear Donald Trump talking to Cohen about, you know, paying off this, you know, and then of course we've seen the pictures of this of this model all day long, who's quite beautiful, I might add. But it didn't take long, but the story till the story became about the fact that we are supposed to expect. And have it, or are, are supposed to have the expectation of privacy and privilege with our attorneys. Yes, 
It has come about that, and it did take all day long. And, you know, I call this the daily dose of drama when it comes to what we're talking about, the president. I'm sure the president is happy we're no longer talking about the Helsinki summit, which is no doubt why his campaign and his administration, I should say, is now being accused of leaking the story to begin with. But no matter who leaked it, the bottom line is this. You're right. When you talk to your lawyer, you're expected that uh, you're going to be treated with confidentiality, what you say, even if it's not privilege. In other words, even if the conversation is not directly in furtherance of the attorney-client relationship, there's a broader duty of confidentiality and a duty of loyalty. So you're right, that's where the conversation has morphed as to Trump's comments, as I can't believe Michael would do this to me. I think any client would say exactly the same thing after realizing that, in fact, your lawyer has recorded a what was meant to be definitely a private conversation. Yeah, and so he supposedly said, made a statement, I don't know if if it was true or not, that he recorded President Trump so he could use it, it basically his own insurance policy later. And, you know, I'm wondering now how that was even, I guess there was a raid done on Cohen's home, but in, in spite of the fact, I guess I was wondering if that admission on his part is another reason why that should not be allowed to be heard by anybody else because he was obviously doing that with ill intent or does that not matter in whether or not uh, the warrant and the search the search warrant of Cohen's office made it okay for them to seize this? Well, part of the relevance to Michael Cohen's case is, remember, like we discussed with the Stormy Daniels payment, is there's an argument that's being made by Cohen's detractors that this could be some kind of a campaign contribution. That could be the same kind of argument that might be made here. But the counterargument to that is, you know, the payment might have been to save Trump's marriage and his family. I mean, adultery destroys families. Nobody likes to be reminded of it. But also remember, in terms of relevance and can it come up in court, The American people knew about these recordings, well, not the recordings, but the content, let's say, of what they're discussing before the election. So the fact that we're now talking about, well, there might be a recording of it is one thing. But I got to say, Andrea, one of the reasons this is getting the amount of play that it has today is nobody really, we haven't heard the recordings. There's been different characterizations as to what exactly they're discussing. Giuliani says, oh, no big deal. People, sources closer to Cohen says, well, no, actually, the president should be more worried about it. There might be more recordings. So I think that has infused this whole thing with the sense of intrigue. It's taken on a life of its own, and no doubt we're going to continue to talk about it until finally somebody plays the darn things on air, which nobody should do because this is something that's meant to be at least confidential, if not completely privileged. What's the difference between a conversation you're having with your attorney, whether it's just confidential or whether it's privileged? Well, privilege is is if you're having a conversation that is in furtherance of the representation, the goals of the representation. Confidentiality, that's a duty the lawyer has that's much broader. Anything you learn, even if it's not directly from your client, that could be embarrassing or harmful. It's a very broad duty. And to breach confidentiality, that's more of an ethics rule. And I got to tell you, Cohen, that would probably be the least of his concerns is if he's brought up on discipline charges by the state bar because, of course, he's facing potential criminal charges. But that's really the difference. But whether or not it's legal, whether or not it's ethical, then you get the what you what you asked, Andrea, is will this ever see the light of day in a court of law? 
And we got to bring our listeners back to the fact that Cohen's case wasn't even brought, hasn't even been brought, but it's not even a Mueller investigation. It's something Mueller referred to the Southern District of New York, which takes it farther away mm-hmm. from the Trump administration. So it's more damning potentially to Cohen than it is to the president if it ever is used in court, which is doubtful. Well, and there's some people, uh, one of my uh listeners and viewers on Facebook Live right now is saying that uh, he doesn't believe. He says, if people think that Cohen secretly recorded Trump, I have a bridge to sell you. There are some people that think that that was a recording uh, made by uh, those spying on President Trump and his campaign and that they're trying to get Cohen to flip and that that, that Cohen was not the one. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if if I'm on board with that. But, you know, here's the problem where we're at, uh, Wendy, in terms of our law enforcement, the FBI, even our U.S. Attorney's Office, offices around the country every aspect of our department of justice and our our intelligence and our law enforcement law enforcement agencies are suspicious at this point that's the effect of peter struck and everything that's going on with with the fbi and the doj from the covering up for hillary clinton to everything that's going on with the illegal spying and the fisa warrants and all that america has lost trust so now no matter what happens the american people are suspicious of what really happened And it's so sad, Andrea, because you're right. And there are so many good people that work in the FBI and all of our different law enforcement agencies and ICE and all the, you know, all of the groups and and agencies that have come under attack over the last couple of months because of the conduct of a few. It's tarnished the reputation of the many. And you're also correct. And your listener actually had a a very good point in that. How do we ever really know Mm -hmm. when so much of what we hear, fake news aside, those are different allegations. But if we just have sources that are unnamed, they're unvetted, people start thinking, well, this would never fly in a court of law where there's due process and there's evidentiary rulings and not just everything is admissible. It's very different in the world we live in, Andrea, which is the court of public opinion. That's Mm -hmm. where we've been discussing this all day long, and that's where we're going to continue to learn what is certainly interesting but may never be admissible once it actually gets into a real courtroom. Yeah, it's also interesting that, you know, Rosenstein, who received a standing ovation, uh, which is clear, which showed me at this security summit, which was uh, primarily the audience was media, for them to give him a standing ovation and, and um, what tells me that they view him rightfully so as part of the resistance. So he gets up there yesterday talking about what Russia did and the quote meddling. I've been asking for specifics of the meddling for a while because we know the specifics at, at, at just what we just the little specifics we know of the interference, the attempt to interfere and it, with our election, overturn it and launch a coup against a president Trump of our own government is horrifying. But uh, Rosenstein gets up there and talks about, oh, Russia, you know, what they did was they waged a disinformation campaign. Well, that's what's going on with their own government. It's a constant disinformation campaign. Everything that they've done was disinformation involving President Trump. And that's another reason why we're suspicious. Right. And the fact that we're suspicious also means we're looking at source credibility more than ever before. You know, I, I know people that they'll watch Fox, CNN and MSNBC because they want to make sure they have enough sources of information to try to distill some nuggets of truth out of all the different levels of reporting. But, you know, that, that's savviness. That's being smart and not simply you know reporting something and believing something because it's true. Andrea, I've also seen in the last couple of years, I'm sure you have, too, that, you know, it seems like the public's coming down harder on people 
people that are recklessly reporting. And that's a good thing because we want to be able to, as you and I grew up, you know, watching our favorite newscasters, not having mm-hmm. a thousand different social media sources to choose from right. that will hopefully get people to be able to have more trust in our system so we can finally get back to a place where, like you say, we can believe what we hear. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can do that because when our own government is involved in, in a disinformation campaign, which is what the dossier was, which was used, you know, Christopher Ray's there at the summit saying, you know, right. I, this is a valid, this is a valid investigation. How can it be a valid investigation, uh, Wendy Patrick, uh, who's involved in, in understands law and order better than anybody? How can it be a valid prosecution when it was not based on probable cause, and they are obstructing justice and refusing to tell us on what that base, what that information was based? Because because according to Andy McCabe, it was based on a dossier which was not verified, according to Jim Comey, was paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC, and was and the FISA court was not made aware of the details of that dossier. That is a disinformation campaign meant to interfere in an election worse than anything Russia had thought of doing in this country. And and for all of this gnaw-boning over one word or two that Trump said at a Helsinki summit or what co- what his conversation was with Cohen about a mistress is all just disinformation and crap meant to deflect and to, to, to distract us from the real horrifying abuse of power that's gone on in our government. Final thought. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're right that when you look at anything that's being used to gain a warrant or gain access to something, you have to look at the foundation and the truth of what something is grounded on. And that is so important when it comes to whether you're seeking a warrant or whether you're seeking to believe what you hear on the news. And distraction is the the word of the day. You know, I'm not going to use fake news because it's not all fake, but it really is. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to end the way I started, the daily dose of drama. Andrea, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about something totally different come Monday. Well, then I hope I got a good weekend of recharging my batteries before I come back and hit you too, Wendy. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrea. All right. Um, It's almost time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Before I get into that, I've got a a little news nugget of a story, a a question I want to throw out to you guys, and maybe you can continue to converse about this and talk about it afterwards. Story was going around that an an employee, an African-American man, was fired from Home Depot because he was verbally assaulted and attacked by a customer when he asked the customer to, to put his dog on a leash. And some of the comments made by the customer was, oh, well, you're just you're just slow and you're from the ghetto. He didn't use the N word uh, reportedly, but basically verbally attacked him. So then the African-American employee got fed up with it after a while, confronted the man and said, you wouldn't be talking to me like this if we were outside. And I wasn't an employee, which was basically an implied threat. Home Depot fired him because they said that they have a protocol and you're supposed to, you know, notify management and go to management, not confront an angry customer because these things can escalate. And you got a customer coming back and shooting people, right? Well, there was a lot of outrage because this uh, African-American man employee felt like it was racism and he shouldn't have to tolerate that. Well, there was so much public outcry that Home Depot hired him back. And I thought back to the time where I worked retail. I worked in, in a drugstore and also worked as a waitress. And you know what? I was under attack quite a few times, and I followed the protocol from the company. And I, what does it matter? So he gets to get his job back by not following protocol and basically endangering other employees simply because of his color? How fair is that to anybody else? Where is the equality in that equation? 
I, I don't know. I'm curious as to what you guys think about this and, and, and whether or not because he, he felt like it was the attack was racist based versus me as a waitress and it was maybe gender based or age based or some dude hitting on me or whatever that that somehow that his this is the problem I have with hate crimes legislation because it, it, it elevates some victims over others. So I'm curious what you guys think about it. Hero of the week and stink of the week. Uh, my hero of the week, thanks to my buddy Ronnie Rayleigh, a hero of mine, Iraq War veteran. My hero of the week goes to Army Corporal Joseph Masil, who was killed in Afghanistan. Uh, God bless our heroes. We don't we don't think about them and honor them enough. Runner ups for that is Rand Paul for sticking up for President Trump, and um, stink of the week is none other than Whoopi Goldberg, um, and you all know why. Uh, runner up to the runner up of hero of the week though is the waitress. I don't know if you guys saw that video of the waitress, uh, speaking of waitresses, she was groped in a restaurant and she did a body slam of him and she did it with one hand. That was amazing. Did you see that, DJ Radish? I did. You did? That was pretty awesome. All right, well, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you, DJ Radish, for being here. Absolutely. All right. And uh, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. Love you guys all. Oh, and the follow-up to Stink of the Week also was James Gunn, uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy dude uh, who was tweeting out uh, with his pedophilia. So anyway, hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend, whatever it is you do. Follow me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And uh, that's about it. Let's keep the conversation rolling. Again, I'm curious about what you guys think about that Home Depot story, whether or not you thought that guy should be hired back. And I love you all. Have a great weekend.